it's time for another edition of DJ and Yak Soccer Talk. Jake Hatch, David James, here's on 1280 The Zone. And Yak, Yak, I think... <laughs> Where are you trying to go with this? I can see your eyeballs. Just... Well, that was, that was an annoying game Saturday. It was, yeah, I agree. I mean, immediately after the game, Mike Pecky is talking about how it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. It wasn't very inspiring. Mm-hmm. Remember the Minnesota broadcast crew in a lovely accent? That was bleep. <laughs> but Minnesota went on the road at elevation mm-hmm. without two key members of their starting 11 yeah. and got a point. And in Major League Soccer, hey, if you get a point on the road and three at home, you are golden. So one's good enough. And Minnesota's been a pretty good road team this year. Yeah. Four wins. Uh, six losses and a draw. That's 13 points in 11 rows. If, if you're a little over a point a game in Major League Soccer, you're going to be a playoff team. And sure enough, they are tied for fourth in the West. But for RSL, <sighs> opportunity lost. Well, yeah, absolutely. Short-handed team coming in at elevation. And it was just kind of stagnant, disjointed. And the thing is, and Pecky said this on the post-game show, Minnesota, statistically, is not good at passing the ball. And you're thinking, giveaways. Yeah. <laughs> Counterattacks. Hit them on the counter, yeah. You're going to hit them. They're going to give the ball away. If they're a little unbalanced, boom, it's over. It looks like a sleepwalking affair for the first hour of that match, in my mind, with RSL. Yeah. They just, they just were going through the motions. And compared to what they looked like the week before that when they ran roughshod over Philadelphia, it was it's disappointing, I think. is the, Okay, so we remember the last quarter of an NBA game. We remember the last two yeah. minutes. And soccer, we remember the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. RSL, yeah, it was great. They won 4-0. But they scored three goals in the last 20 minutes. The first hour, I thought, was really tense, hard-fought. It was back and forth, absolutely. And This didn't. This just seemed like the ball was pinging around. And, oh, yeah. And what are we doing here? It was a, it was a Can somebody put five touches together? Yeah. Um, Jan Grey Goose probably was the best player on the field in they this were, match. RSL just seemed like they'd be lured to the sideline. Hmm? they stay very narrow. Then they get trapped against the sideline. And Pecky talks about side to side, back and forth, the big diagonal ball over the top. Mm-hmm. And they just get trapped, and it was one versus three, and they lose it. Yeah. So and Matt, then Minnesota would pass yeah. it two or three times and, and kick it right back to right RSL. Back to, so Matt Doyle, uh, who does his recaps yeah. each week of the, the yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but Emma, if you go to MLSsoccer.com, you can read his stuff. He said RSL had eleven attempts to dribble in the attacking mm-hmm. half. Well, out of those eleven, how many do you think were successful by the metrics? One. It was one yeah. of eleven. I saw it, and, yeah. and it was constant one versus two, one versus yes. three. Their best players were on the ball. Sabarino's good on the ball. Rusnak's good mm-hmm. on the ball, and they're losing it. Yeah, and the ball's got a ping. It's got to move. Yeah, it was, it, and it didn't. It didn't. And all credit to Minnesota. They came in and really went to work on having that Dunny talked about it the entire match that 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 compact nature of their side they were 20 yards front to back and they played to that and it was credit to them in terms of putting that together because it really bottled up but RSL, RSL has played over the top before they we have, had that uh 60 yard ball that we saw when RSL played uh Columbus yeah but right Aaron Herrera over the top who's Sam your, Johnson who's your speedster in that 11 that you was going to do that see that's the thing with that lineup yeah it'd have to be Bofo 
It'd probably be Bofo, but well, Severino. I mean, there was a ball over the top from Herrera to Severino. But in theory, for the first goal. If you need that to happen, Corey Baird's going to be your guy because Sam Johnson is I out. I didn't mind Baird coming off the bench because Bofo had been really good. Yeah, he had Baird, been absolutely six wins, a loss, and a draw in his last eight starts. But if you're going to play he over and the Justin top. Glad, if you're looking like two guys who, when they're in the lineup, the team is good, and when they're out, they're not. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. Those with that. two guys. They're kind of the bellwether, absolutely. Right. And Justin know. Glad and his starts this year, that was his 13th start, mm-hmm. and they're still giving up less than a goal per match when he starts. And that's a good thing. That's right? a great yeah. number. Yeah. But they've been so bad on the road that anytime they drop points at home, and that's, what, 22 points now in 10 home matches. Mm-hmm. So that's not a bad home record. Uh, LAFC still undefeated at home. The Sounders and Minnesota each have one loss. And Dallas each have one loss. Yeah. But when you look at RSL, and they're going to Dallas this weekend, two wins, seven losses, two draws. That's not good enough. No, That's eight absolutely. points and 11 road matches. And if they had a point a game or a little better, they'd have another three, four, five points. Mm-hmm. And with five points, they'd be tied for third instead of tied for seventh. And... I, I look at the Sandys now, and I don't feel like they're tied for seventh. Portland's coming. They've only got to play two more road games. And sure enough, they drop at home. They have that draw at home. Yeah. Terrible 1-1 performance. They probably walked off feeling a lot like RSL. Oh, and absolutely. went right up to Seattle and won. Yeah, and that's all credit to them in that regard because you mentioned it on the radio show when we were talking about it. RSL got no help this past weekend. Everybody well, around them. Help yourself. Yes, help yourself. But they also didn't get any help with, they did around not. them. So Portland went on the road and won. Houston went on the road a, and won. It was a Dallas du- went yeah. on the road and won. San Jose went on the road and won. So it was a double negative for RSL here. So and and those are the two teams right in front of RSL mm-hmm. and the two teams right behind RSL. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's so just, they're on the road picking up a ground in you while you're at home. That's and you draw brutal. points. Yeah, that is was, not good. You can't have that happen. And now you have a midweek match against Mexican giant Tigres coming in this League's Nation Cup. And then you have to go to <sighs> Dallas into the heat and humidity. I am I am of two minds with this. Okay. So I get from a business perspective, you want to play Tigres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are lots of people here who follow teams in Mexico, who follow who follow Liga, Liga MX. Liga MX, yes. And, and then Danny always says, Lima. MX. MX. Him and his. Yeah, I know. The, pr- I mean, the I, Prem. I just. MX. I just sound like some <laughs> hideous D- white Dunny guy. Dunny kills me. Liga MX. <laughs> but the point is, it got tons of fans, tons of credibility. And you can draw, in my mind, you can draw a straight line. The U.S. national team had no credibility, even though they qualified for a World Cup. They qualified in 90 when Mexico wasn't eligible. They hosted in 94 when Correct. they didn't have to qualify. Mm-hmm. So it's great. You've been there. And you got out of your group in 94, but it was a 2014 tournament. You only had to finish third. But you get to 98, suddenly they're getting results against Mexico. Yeah. You get to 02, and they've not only beaten Mexico in World Cup qualifying, but they beat Mexico in the World Cup in the round of 16. Mexico can play. So when you beat Mexico, you got credibility. Well, they're good, so if they're the real deal and you beat them, you're the real deal. And that's what MLS needs. They do need And they that, just yeah. started to get a little bit of it in Champions League, and then they give it all back. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Have a good year, and have a great year, and then have an awful year. Yeah, hand it right back to them. No, it, it, so I get it, Yeah, 
but at, at the start, until you have a tradition, it's going to feel contrived. Mm-hmm. And it congests the schedule. And man, Donnie, Donnie was, Donnie was, hey, they play 60 games in Europe. They play twice a week. If you're going to be a real league, suck it up. Okay. Okay. I'm all for that. More games better, less practice. I mean, I see these European basketball teams that are playing once a week, twice a week if they're in European competition. Yeah. And here, here we got the NBA, and you want to play three, four times a week. You don't want to play so much the guys are worn out, but more games good, fewer games bad. It's a simple equation. So I'm all up for more midweek games, but the team just came off a game where they weren't moving, the ball wasn't moving, the crowd was bored. I don't see how more games is going to fix that. I, I'm with you in that regard, and especially with this league where it's at. It's a handicapped league with salary cap-wise, mm-hmm. so the squad depth is not going to lend itself to you having... Yes, but... Okay. RSL, Seattle, Dallas. Maybe soon New York, LA, Atlanta. Okay. But certainly RSL, Seattle, Dallas, inarguably, have academies. They do. And they're producing young talent, and they need a chance to play. And the attacking players aren't getting a chance to play because they're using this allocation money mm-hmm. to bring in big, Crylock. Yeah, big To bring names, in yeah. Rusnak. Mm-hmm. To bring in Sam Johnson. So... The American Academy player isn't getting to play. So until you have more games, now that gives these young guys a chance to play to test the depth. And then they have to produce. Brooks Lennon, you're incredibly likable. I love interviewing you. Mm-hmm. I've chatted you up after games. You're great. I want you to do well, but I can't do well for you. you got to do well. Yeah. No, it's true. So when he whips a great ball in and Crylock volleys it and puts it on frame, I'm thinking... Brooks, that's a good-looking play. That brought people up out of their seat. Now, the keeper made a great save, and it wasn't a goal, but it still brought people up out of their seat. It was exciting. It was obvious skill, and 20,000 people were like, yeah, I can't do that. That was pretty sweet. So more games gives more guys like Brooks Lennon a chance to do this. If they play once a week, Brooks is on the bench. It's true. He's not in the first 11 right now. But when they play play a midweek game, that's three games in eight days, and he's going to get to play twice. Okay, and I, I I like that sentiment, but I just some people will hear this yeah. after Tigris. But isn't Corey going to start? You were just talking oh, yeah. about he didn't get to no, start. He's going to start against Tigris, right? And, and you're probably see. I I would imagine Joel Plata. Plata. Yes, Plata's absolutely. Start. He gets a full ninety probably yeah. in this match. And you whoa, hope, whoa, 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 whoa! You think he can run for a full ninety? Well, okay. That, we're talking about Joel Plata. <laughs> he gets 60 so. to 75. I, I, yeah. He hasn't played 90 in forever. It's true, but he's got to be chomping at the bit to show what he can do. Because especially with the rumors of him having... Him uh, going to Mexico a, a and now playing to Mexico. I mean, it's not this club, yes, but, but it's it, whatever. It's a chance for him to go against right. Mexican regulars and see what he can do. And I, it'll, it will be a chance for guys to show... I, I think in a salary cap league, which is yeah. what started this tangent, because yeah. we're getting far afield. Yeah, but you're right. In a salary cap league, and this is going back to when Garth Lagerwey was here. Mm-hmm. It was, well, it probably wasn't a decade ago, but it, we're getting close to it. We're coming up he, on he it. He was saying, DJ, it's a salary cap league in a world market. You spend all the money you can to get the best 11 you can. Mm-hmm. You try to find a steal, find some value guy for 12. You try to find some young guy coming up whose value for 13. He says, but by the time you get to guy 15... Your yeah. players aren't as good. It's true. They just aren't. So now, producing these academy guys, if you're producing guys who can play, and you're paying 11 guys who can play, and get these academy guys cheaper, well, how come you aren't 16, 18, 20, 22 guys deep? In theory, okay, you should be. Okay. 
And that makes sense when you say it. Yeah. Now I'll just be Deloitte for a second and let <laughs> someone stick up for a billionaire because nobody ever wants to stick up for billionaires, <laughs> me included. You All know right. what billionaires are there for? To make fun to make, of and yes. to denigrate. Yeah. Ooh, big word, denigrate. Yeah. If you're going to invest all that money in academy, they can't be good in theory. They have to actually be good. They need to you produce. you coaching these guys up. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder, when you're in an academy and you're talking to 14, 15, 16-year-olds, you can't be talking to them as if, um, I don't know, I don't think I want to pick a local club because then I'll just have people mad at me like PK had all of Brighton High mad at him one day. True. Because he's talking about writing football. But I don't care. La Roca or Sparta or whatever club. Okay. okay? Yeah. Some of the better clubs, yes. their teams tend to win more than everybody yeah. else's, right? You can't be that plus 10% if you want the U.S. to get to this place on the international stage we all want. You need to. If you want the investment in Academy, they're literally spending millions. Yes. Multiple millions of dollars. You need like light years. You need yeah, a you need, you need a mega step correct. forward. So are these kids out there trying to get a little better and a little more precise? Are they watching Zlatan and thinking, why can't I do that? Well, if that's where we want soccer to go in this country and it's where we want it to go, I talk to college basketball players, their kids, their 13-year-olds are doing James Harden step backs. Correct. They look at the best doing the cutting edge thing and they copy and they try to do it. Yeah. So, There'd better be 25 kids, 50 kids. I mean, they're not all attacking players, so it's not perfect. Yes. But looking at Zlatan thinking, because the the thing that's missing in America, and and I hear this all the time. I got into this guy with a Channel 2 recently. Okay. He said, we're not going to be any good at soccer until this is when the U.S. is slopping its way through the Gold Cup. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be good at soccer until our best athletes play soccer. Mm, That's not true. That's not happening. But having said that, I want... That six seven elite NFL athlete, and I want that six four tight end. I don't need eleven of those guys. I just need one or two. But of a them. couple center backs at six five who are freakishly athletic, who literally won every ball in the air. Yes, that'd be nice. Every free kick, every corner, the other team, the other team's coach just breaks out in the meat sweats. <laughs> that'd be nice. Okay, so yeah. I do want it, but the difference between the U.S. and the world isn't that, because the other team doesn't have that. And I don't think the yeah. U.S. gets out-athleted. No. I don't think MLS gets out-athleted. But the technical, the skill ability, in the simplest words, to make the ball do what you want it to do, to go where you want it to go. Well, and to give RSL credit, their academy has put out a number of those guys in recent years. Attacking players? Richie Ledesma, up and coming. Sebastian Soto, and up we, and coming. We come to the second question. Okay. You got you to gotta create these but, guys, and then you got to keep and them. And that's what I was going to say. And not have them go to... They're now know, in Germany. In, yeah, they go to Germany. Well, or PSV. Or, or England, or yeah. Italy, or Spain, or a big club France. in another league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to keep them. A, a, a high-end Dutch or French so club. I think RSL has solved question one so far. Question two is where they're lacking at the current time. Have they solved it, or in 10 years, are they going to be producing even more talent? Because there's that much talent to be produced, and there's 320 million Americans, and how many elite academies are there? Three to you know maybe six to 10, depending on how fast it spreads through MLS. But the hope is, yeah, that more money goes into those academies and more development takes place. I think Deloitte's flat out planning on it. I think Deloitte would much rather pour money into an academy than to sign a 20 20-something, 22, 28-year-old player. Well, and I think Salt Lake's got to kind of rely on that because they're not going to be the L.A. or the New York. They're not going to ha- – they have a billionaire owner. Let's be real about that. But you're right. I think. But, does, but do players want to come from Europe and come here? 
Correct. And so the biggest. He's banking on the fact that this academy can identify that talent, they can retain it, and it can pay off on the field. So can they bring these young guys that they have retained in and have enough depth to look good against Tigres, get some confidence? You know, a couple years ago, it didn't matter. It was nothing. It was a friendly. But I honestly think 30 minutes of good soccer against Manchester United before they started bringing guys out gave them a team that was really struggling yeah. a big boost of confidence and they played much better through the summer I agree I, I and so maybe they get that out of Tigris it may give you a bump but right now I look at Portland and it, the standings say they're ninth but my brain says they're fourth or fifth they're gonna come flying fourth up third. the ranks yeah they're right gonna, absolutely they're, so they're only seven games behind Seattle who they just beat that that win Sunday night was a huge win for them massive and they got Fernandez. Was their soccer that much better, or did Fernandez finish a couple balls? I mean, RSL's hit the frame a gazillion times this year. They actually keep that stat in RSL. I haven't looked at it lately, but Off like, woodwork, like yeah. a month ago. Uh, the shots that hit the frame, RSL mm-hmm. was number one in the league. They put a shot off the frame. He's there for the rebound, and he scores. Hey. And then Go they didn't really up. have anything going on that second goal, yeah. and then two good balls. And the first one was nothing special. Vieri played it out. Yes. Played out it, wide. But then it, then it came in. It was in. a really good ball, yeah. and it was a good finish. Exactly. And honestly, the keeper they had enough of it. He should have smothered that ball. But and it, Portland's it, it paying. Leaked, it leaked through him. Yeah, Portland's paying Fernandez big money to be that guy. Well, that's his seventh start, and he's got eight goals. Exactly. So he's, he's the Sam Johnson t- RSL Sam Johnson essentially for Portland, but Sam Johnson is currently injured. So you, RSL's got to find goals. I think they have shown that they can create goals. I thought the Philadelphia match showed that they can be they can make things happen. This last match against Minnesota, it kind of ground to a halt. So you hope that yeah, maybe they get a bump off of this T Grace match because you're going to. You're going to Dallas, where traditionally you have struggled mightily. The Texas trips suck. Yes. And you want to blame it on the heat and humidity and all that, but they suck in Canada, too. They do, yeah. It's, so, the road's just not been a right. good place. No, for where they have success yeah. is California. Yeah. They, they go to California. They play pretty well on the road. They do. Yeah. Normally. And they've actually done all right in, in Portland as well. Yeah, so if you go West Coast, yeah, they're usually okay, but it seems like when they go East is where they struggle. So they've got to... It's a big opportunity to show what you can do against Tigres. We'll see who features in here. But you also, I know Petkey said in the post game, I'm not even thinking about Dallas right now. I'm like, really, Mike? Come on now. We're, we're, we're looking ahead. Well, he had to say that, and it was I telling know. because I didn't know that. But he said it, the organization's made it clear. Because the thing is, Tigres is going to fill that place. Oh, yeah. People are going to come from, there are Tigres fans all over. California, everywhere is going to be they're driving in. Vegas, yeah, Phoenix. coming in. There, yeah. There's some right here in Utah. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be packed, and they want to win win those guys over. And then if you win in advance, you host another game because it's a good payday for the club. Sweet. Go win it. And the more money you get, the more you can spend on your academy and your player acquisition. So It's an opportunity. There's no doubt about it. And there, I, know that I actually had a buddy of mine who asked me, he's like, what is this League's Cup? Because he hadn't really read up on it. Okay. In, in legit terms, this is – if you follow the NBA and the NFL, the soccer doesn't make any sense. No. If you're a college basketball fan, it makes total sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, mid- a regular season yeah. league conference title, you know, mm-hmm. winning the Pac-12 or the Mountain West or the West Coast Conference or whatever. Correct. That's winning the regular season in soccer. Mm-hmm. And they give the supporter shield to that team. Yes. And it's no different than those kids who go up and clip down the nets mm-hmm. after they yeah. win the, the, the title. This is the NIT. Correct. 
Champions League is the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. The top teams in the league that win the Supporter Shield, that win MLS Cup, that win the US Open Cup, they go to the Champions League. Mm-hmm. The next teams, this was the invitation the first year when they got it started, but starting next year, the, the next that four next teams tier, in the West yeah. and the next four teams in the East mm-hmm. that are not in the Champions League will be in this. So essentially, teams 5 through 12 yes. will be in this. Mm-hmm. And you'll be going against Mexico's essentially second tier clubs as well. Are they're they? going to let Mexico's going to let teams play in both competitions. Oh, they're going to let both go. Okay, money grab, well, deeper rosters, more money, and the big owners are like, "Hey, hey we'll good. play. We'll play U.S. People want to see us bring in U.S. teams and club them upside the head. So <laughs> we want in on that too. Sign us up. We'll take Sign. the money. Hey, I don't hey, blame them. RSL went down to Monterey in the Champions League final, and it was packed. They did. And people were there to see a win, and they didn't get it. I was actually at that match. You were in Monterey at that match? Oh, no, not, not oh, the, oh. in Monterey. Okay. Yeah, in Monterey. It's 2 2. Yes. The place was yes. packed. Oh, yeah, it was packed. And they were Absolutely. not happy. And their coach had it, don't worry, we're going to go up there and win. Well, everybody was worried, but they went up there and won. So and it won. all worked yeah. out. Absolutely. So, it yeah, there will be a packed stadium. It's an opportunity for you to show what you can do on a stage that's a little different than regular MLS action. But you're right. It's, it's, an oppor- it's a big chance for ourselves. Maybe get a bump off of this as they head to Dallas. That's the biggest thing. Is I, I'm hopeful that it get, carries them into this because that Texas trip has just been awful. In the, in so Nixon goal. Yes. Beasler's in place of Kyle. Probably, yeah. I would guess that. Aaron Herrera's back at left back. Mm-hmm. And Brooks is at right back. And maybe, Donnie Toyle's sitting, and then it'll be Toya and Herrera in Dallas. Correct. Yeah, I would see that. I'm one of the center back pairing, though. Holt. Holt. I'd say, I figured probably Holt and Holt Marcelo. will be in for somebody, one of them, and the, the other one will start. Well, I think Marcelo, just because of his history, injury-wise... He needs time off. He needs time off. So, Holton Glad. Yeah. So, it, it's an opportunity. These young bucks, you're talking about these young academy players, you just named three or four guys who have come through the academy, and it's their mm-hmm. opportunity now to show what they can do and see if that payoff is in the offing coming up. Coming up. Corey Baird's up top. Bofo came off early, which means he's going to start again. Yeah, Bofo, Bofo probably might starts, start all three. Corey starts, and then you, yeah, you're probably running... Or maybe Corey starts on the weekend in Dallas, and Bofo comes off the bench. Mm, it's an opportunity. All right. We'll worry about the lineup later. RSL at Dallas. They really need a win. They do. And the wins are few and far between. But, you know, that's what Portland says about Seattle. They always went up there and got their butt kicked, and now they won two years in a row. <laughs> and they had, like, one win in a decade. Yeah. I mean, they had really struggled up there. So you got all these trends, and they are revealing, but sometimes you just got to suck it up and go win anyway. Just go get and it. RSL could really use a win right now because Portland's coming. And it says RSL's tied for seventh, but honestly, with Portland in ninth, it feels like RSL and Houston are tied for eighth. And RSL, Dallas, and Houston, um, you you're, know, you're fight, probably, yeah, you're, fighting for one berth. You're clawing right there. It's claw, scratch, fight, do whatever you got to do. Because you're right. You just got to go sometimes just suck it up and say, we need to go get it. Here late in the year, RSL has got to uh, go to Minnesota and go to FC Dallas. Those are huge games. Now, mm-hmm. they do have Houston coming in. They do have San Jose coming in. And in about a month, they got Seattle and L.A. coming in. Massive games. <laughs> Massive. Zlatan coming to Salt Lake? Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I was talking to LAFC. I think oh. Zlatan comes in even, oh, he's, even oh, later that's than that. In, that's later than that. It's actually yeah. one of the last matches. But of they the do season. have both those teams coming to town. That's yeah. where they did the, they did the heavy lifting earlier this year. They went to both LAs and Seattle, so Correct. they got all three of them coming in. Uh, Minnesota and FC Dallas road trips the are op- a big one. The opportunity's there, though. Go, go get it. All right, DJ and Yacht Soccer Talk. Check us out, 1280thezone.com, every week.